Hi, I'm Margie Namora, and welcome to another episode of our side dish, The Dream Dinner Party. This is the mini episode where we invite a guest to tell us all about their dream dinner party. This is a game I know a lot of people have played, definitely around the kitchen table, possibly on a long car journey, and I think it would be a good game for a first date. It's really fun to sit down with a different guest every week and hear who they would invite and what they would serve. This week, we're talking to Donna Hay. Donna is the much-loved and respected queen of cooking in Australia. She's got a new cookbook out called Even More Basics to Brilliance, which is the follow-up to her first book of this series. I was so honoured to host Donna's Supper Club at Fortnum & Mason the other week, where we talked all about the new book, and then we were served the most delicious food all from the book. Donna is extremely fun, and she did not disappoint with her dream dinner party, which I think I describe as amazing many times throughout this, (laughs) which I'm very sorry about, but I just couldn't get over how amazing it sounded. (laughs) So without further ado, here is Donna's dream dinner party. I do love the dinner party. I'm a casual dinner party thrower. And I, and I do have a lot of people over for dinner. I have a very casual house. Um, it has no roof at the moment. Okay. So oh, very, not having... very casual. <laughs> yeah, it's very casual. It's very breezy. Great for the Australian summer. So um, I don't know what I'm going to do for the next six months. I'm going to have to have dinner parties on locations, mm, ooh, I think. Okay. So I feel like I've bought my magazine back. So I love to throw a dinner party. I love a Sunday lunch. I think that that's a great time to entertain. Mm. It's Sunday, such a casual day, and it's just not pressured, mm. Sunday lunch. So that's my favorite time to entertain. I don't get invited to many dinner parties, as you can imagine, and I do, to be honest, foster people coming to my house anyway. Okay. So, yes, I am usually the dinner party throw okay and something that you were talking about the other day that I can't stop thinking about was your dip club yes I belong to a dip club yeah but are you you're the founder and host of dip club I'm the host with um it's a very small dip club it's quite (laughs) exclusive we're quite selective and it came out of the necessity to want to still connect with the girls that I was in a book club with and um I could never keep up reading the book (laughs) because I just, it was too much like getting your homework Mm. done to me. And also sometimes I didn't love the book. And my publisher has always said to me, oh, just because you've started a book doesn't mean you need to finish it. And I, out of respect to the author, always trudge through. Mm. And she was like, no, no, not every book is going to be for you. So I kind of was on the outer of the book club. Okay, (laughs) But I feel like that connection of what, it was meant to be, then became the dip club because I still needed to catch up with these girlfriends and talk girl talk and solve the world's problems or just our own problems or, you know, just that connection. And I think it's, for me, it's really important to have those close girlfriends, you know, that you can have a really genuine conversation where then you know that they're not just going to go, oh, yeah, Donna, oh, you're the best, yeah. Donna, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you do everything great. You know, like you need those people in your life that go, okay, well, another view on that situation could be this. Mm. So maybe you just need to twist around. So Dip Club to me is is so much more than eating dip and crackers for dinner, which, I mean, who doesn't want to eat dip and crackers for dinner now? That literally sounds like my perfect club, Donna. (laughs) And I think you said also that pyjamas are welcome at dip club. 
Yes, the rules of Dip Club are there is no rules okay. and that you can come in your pajamas <laughs> and slippers if need be, gym gear. I mean, there's just no rules. Okay. So if you want to drive to my house in your pajamas. Donna, that's, that sounds like an invitation. I'm coming. I, I'll drive from <laughs> London. <laughs> so Donna Hay, welcome to your dream dinner party. We're going to start by talking about the guest list. Who are you thinking of inviting? Well, I like a casual dinner party mm-hmm. and I do only have a few rules at my dinner party that we never speak about politics or religion. Okay. Or school fees. Okay. Or the price of real estate. So, the, okay, there's a couple. <laughs> Says the girl with no rules. So, I like to keep it quite lighthearted. So, the first person that really intrigues me from an entertaining point of view, but obviously a really clever guy and very creative, is Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yes. Really intrigued by him. Mm. I love the way he's bought the football club, made a documentary out of it and just done so much for the town. And And I love how he's got his, you know, mobile company, his gin company. His head sort of does what my head does. And I, I think we would be good mates. And I, I would just love to hear him natter on. I find him quite entertaining. He's obviously very clever, um, very funny. So he would be my first pick that, you know, someone that I would like to get to know a bit better. Yeah, excellent choice. I know with the football club, he's basically living out his own Hollywood movie script, isn't he? Like it's unbelievable. Yeah, completely agree. Okay, perfect first choice. Um, And then another one for entertainment value, but is such um, a lovely human, Um, Hugh Jackman, nod to Australian Mm. talent. Amazing. Do you know him? No, I don't. But and his um, former wife used to come into my store when I had a store in Sydney and buy my cookbooks and take them back to New York. So I feel like I do, but I don't. So we know that he knows who yeah. you are. Um, but I do know yeah. um, oh, it's such a random story. I love random stories, okay. Donna. I'm here for it. Do you know the other Australian actor, Dacre Montgomery? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. He DM'd me and said... My girlfriend is a huge fan. We're going to be in Sydney. Would you ever do a little workshop for us? I'm going to be honest. I didn't know who he was. I don't watch a lot of TV. (laughs) Anyway, so then my girl's in the office. I was like, oh, by the way, I've had two messages from this guy. I think it's spam. He's got like three million followers. I think it's like a spam account trying to get me. (laughs) Anyway, they were like, you are an idiot. And (laughs) you need to reply to him right now. Anyway. Dacre, his mentor is Hugh, and he was telling me how warm and genuine. So I already loved Hugh. And then he was going, you know what? He's done so much for my career. He's been so helpful. He's been my mentor. He's pulled me aside and, you know, really given me confidence and directed me how to get my way around Hollywood and LA. And so then I had a deeper respect for him of how generous he is with Mm. his time um, for the younger Aussie actors. Yeah, that's so nice. I love that he slid into your DMs and you almost ignored him. (laughs) So me. (laughs) So (laughs) The only Hugh Jackman fact I have is that he, on every film he's ever done, he has bought every member of the crew a lottery ticket and no one has ever won the lottery from (laughs) his tickets, which shows the odds of winning um, are really quite slim, aren't they? Okay, so if he gives you a lottery ticket, don't get overexcited. Okay. But he might bring one to supper. He might. I'd say he would. A bottle of wine and a lottery ticket. That's actually quite a good present for a host, (laughs) isn't it? 
Okay, this is sounding very good so far. And then I'm going to invite Jamie Oliver, selfishly, because I love hanging out with him. He is so easy to hang out with and he's very funny. But also, if I ran late on the cooking, we're good at cooking Mm. together. Have you done that many times before? A couple of times. I think I annoy him because I clean up as he makes a mess. (laughs) I kind of push him over and I clean as he's trying to chop. And one day he will chop my finger, I'm sure. But yeah, I kind of cook next to him really. And then I see how much mess he's making because he's so frantically great and energetic. But I try and clean up after him. It's much to annoy him. Anyway. (laughs) I love the idea of you two being friends in real life. He's such a great guy. He really is. And like, there's no club of foodies that we all belong to because no one, this is not. And he's so generous with his time. And I just really love hanging out with him. I I feel like we're little kindred souls in a way, like little spirit. And he's just an amazing guy. He's very genuine. Mm. He's great at what he does. Love, love, love. Perfect. We love to hear that. It's so, I guess, like very comforting when you find out how someone appears publicly is actually how they are privately. It's always quite a relief, I think. Yeah, yeah, he totally yeah, that's is. So nice. Okay, you've got one slot left at this dream dinner party. I know, I'm struggling with the last <laughs> one because I've got too many. And I want a woman to balance us out, but I want someone who would mm. be super funny, you know, entertaining, lighthearted, as the rules are no politics, no chat about cost of yeah. real estate and schooling for children. <laughs> I think I'm going to go, no, I don't know that much about her, but I think her wisdom of, the entertainment industry and the way that she's just so funny would might be Gillian Anderson. Ooh, yes. Yeah. She's very wry in her sense yeah. of humor, isn't and she? Yeah, I think she would be the naughty one as well, which would be good. <laughs> you know, you've got to deflect that off yourself. She could take that role in the dinner party. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, I can see you two being quite good friends. <laughs> so I think she would in the mix, you know, as far as everyone getting on, I think she would be great. Mm. So you say you don't watch a lot of TV, but have you seen Gillian in anything? Oh my goodness, what is that series that she has on Netflix? The Sex Education. Oh, yes. So that's what we're hoping Gillian is like in real life, which I feel like she yeah, is. Yeah, well, hasn't she just launched some sort of soda? And I've been following her on Instagram, being really funny about launching this fizzy drink. Okay, well, we need to get her on Desert Island Dishes yeah. if she just launched a soda. Okay, yeah, I'm going to get on that ASAP. So she'd probably bring that to the dinner party. I'd make that into some yeah. sort of cocktail or something. You know, <laughs> helpful. <laughs> Very helpful. Thank you, mm. Gillian. Okay, so how does it begin? Are we having it as a Sunday lunch or what time are you going to ask people to arrive? Look, I'm going to ask them to arrive at one of my favorite places in the world. Because I'm renovating, I did think about this. We just Mm. cannot go to my house. So they are going to fly down to Tasmania, (gasps) then jump on a sailing boat and sail down the coast to a very small island called Satellite Island. (gasps) And that, yes, it's my favorite, favorite place in the entire world. And we are going to start our little dinner together in the afternoon as they sail onto the island. It's only got one, two little houses on it. So it's an island owned by a family. And so we'll just be tucked away there. And it has the most amazing boat shed on a jetty. And it's the most peaceful place in the world. All the blues of the ocean and the blues of the sky of Tasmania, which is the air is so super clean and crisp. It's just amazing. 
and then all the seafood that surrounds the island. There's oysters just on the rocks. There's mussels just off ropes, just hanging just on, I guess, like a little mini mussel farm that they've created just off the island. So we could just easily row the little boat out there. So I'm thinking that it's quite a long Sunday on the island and we're just going to casually perch ourselves down at the boathouse outside. I'm going to light the little fires and, yeah, it's going to be quite a casual affair. Sounds like absolute heaven. No one's ever going to want to leave and they don't have to. They do not. They're (laughs) going to stay there forever. (laughs) Okay, so once they've arrived, how are you going to begin? I think we would have to nod to the clean surroundings. So the beautiful rock oysters and the mussels and just something simple done with those. Mm. Tasmania also has the cleanest produce, like the, the fruit and vegetables just taste amazing. So when I was there last, like even the potatoes just taste like no other potato you've eaten in your life. And I had some, really? yes, it's insane. And purple Brussels sprouts and sprouting broccoli. And <gasps> so I would just do that all over the fire. I would just, yeah, we would start. And then some local fishermen would drop off some fresh lobsters and we would just slowly Gorgeous. graze our way through whatever's coming off the barbecue. Oh my goodness, Donna, this sounds amazing. At this kind of thing, would you serve drinks? Yes, I would serve drinks. I mean, we'd be going off Gillian's fizzy. We'd probably have to have Ryan's gin. I mean, he'd probably bring a bottle with him. (laughs) Probably, Probably, yeah. Maybe a case. Yeah, so we'd, and some really nice cold bubbles. And then Tasmania has really beautiful cold climate wines. So some nice whites and really lovely crispy pinot, something a bit peppery. Mm. Gorgeous. Okay, so are you imagining the whole meal is just this beautiful seafood feast? Yeah, I think we would just graze our way through some seafood. I might find what Mm. else is on the neighbouring island. And then just really beautiful Tasmanian potatoes made into some crunchy chips. I think we need a bit of crunch in there. I'd make some homemade tartare. We just have simple grilled lobsters, might do a little lemon and pistachio butter over the top. Donna, this literally sounds like heaven. (laughs) Is this a supper that you, not with these guests, obviously, but is this something that you have actually done? I did. Yeah. It's so great because the boathouse has two bedrooms as well. So you can just wake up right on the water with that sound or no sound, just birds and a really gentle ripple. It's just the most peaceful place in the world. So everyone would probably want to stay over. I think so, yeah. You'd be camping out for a couple of days. Yes, sounds amazing. And would you serve a pudding at this dinner Yes, I'd have to have pudding because I'm good at pudding. Mm. But I might do because I'd have the fire going and I wouldn't want to walk up to the house to use the oven. I thought I might do some upside down pavlova where I would get a pan over the fire and do some nice Tasmanian berries and stone fruits. And then I would put meringue on the top after they'd kind of simmered down and I'd torch the meringue. So it would be sort of some reverse pan pavlova type thing, meringue toasty thing. Gorgeous. Have you just invented yeah, just that or is that yeah. a thing? Yeah. It's my job. Luckily, okay, well, my job. that needs to. <laughs> yeah, I've got to go because I've got to go write that down for another book. <laughs> yeah, that needs to go in the next book. That sounds amazing. Gorgeous. Okay. Well, I don't think anyone's going to be complaining about that. No, I hope not. So I think that would be nice. That would keep us around the fire as well. Yeah. And at your dinner parties, is music a big part of your life? Usually I would, but it's so serene that 
I don't know. If someone bought an instrument, that would be fine. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. He'd probably want to belt out a tune. Jamie's quite musical. Yes. But that's kind of drums and percussion, so (laughs) might ruin the ambience. But it's just such a peaceful (laughs) place. I'm not sure we would need too much music. We have the crackle of the fire and the the ocean because this boathouse is like right over the water. So... Well, that sounds perfect. So after everyone has eaten the food and you're all around the fire, how do you see the evening progressing? Is there more drinking? Is there dancing? Games? There's more drinking. There wouldn't be any games. There would be more drinking. And I think there might be a quick dip in the very chilly ocean of Tasmania. I think we'd do that kind of thing where after dinner you think it's a really great idea. To all yeah. jump in the freezing water. A skinny dip. Well, you never know. I can't reveal that, can I? <laughs> Are there sharks in Tasmania? There is, but I just don't think jumping off the boat shed will be fine. I mean, we okay. make for yeah. great news anyway. But well, that would... <laughs> What a way to end a dinner party. Imagine. Imagine the headlines. <laughs> so we'd probably go for a quick night dip and then back around the fire, mm. you know, get some blankets around us and, and continue telling stories and, and having some more more drinks. God, this actually, this sounds so good. And maybe not appropriate for this particular dinner party because you're all staying over and it's going to carry on for a few days. But when you're entertaining in general, are you the kind of host that never wants the evening to end? Or is there a time where you would actually quite like people to go so you can go to bed? Sometimes I am that person that never wants it, but it depends on what's happened during the week. Usually I must admit, I know that sounds very practical, but, um, I mean, that's why I think I like entertaining on Sunday because people usually (laughs) know that, A, it's work tomorrow or um, they've got to do – so I quite like the Sunday entertaining because I never feel like I need to kick anyone out. Mm. Are you the kind of person – like, do you need a lot of sleep? I don't need a lot of sleep, luckily. No. You don't? And the other thing is when you leave a dinner party of mine is that you always leave with the leftovers. I quite panic when I have a fridge full of leftovers. Oh, do you? Yes. I don't know why that I open the door and there's so many, I, I don't know. I just, but you've got two teenage boys. You must never have any leftovers. I know. And yet I give all the food away. Yeah. Reason <laughs> unknown. <laughs> okay. It's just one of those things we can't explain. Well, Donna, that sounds absolutely amazing. I think we have to make sure this dream dinner party actually comes to life. Thank you very much for sharing your dream dinner party with us. Oh, thank you. So there we have it. Donna's dream dinner party is over. The food has been eaten. The guests have gone home. I do hope you enjoyed today's episode and make sure you're subscribed to catch all episodes of the dream dinner party and of course, Desert Island Dishes. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.